surf's up at Gotham Point. That's right, Joker. And challenging you to the surfing title. Through my latest invention, the surfing experience and ability transferometer, all your surfing know-how will be drained out of you and transferred to me. Some joker drained everything I know about surfing and all my ability with a gizmo called a surfing experience and ability transferometer. Watch here suppose this up, Barcy. The surf, Duke. Welcome to Surf Kings of Gotham, the only podcast we're aware of which bask in the warm technicolored glow of sitcom vigilanteism, which is Batman 67. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm your other host, Brady. Today, we're watching Season 2, Episode 42, Penguin is a Girl's Best Friend, directed by James B. Clark and written by Stanford Sherman. This episode originally aired January 26, 1967, and as you may have guessed, the special guest villain is the Penguin, as played by Burgess Meredith, and the returning Marsha, Queen of Diamonds, as played by Carolyn Jones. Our one-sentence Wikipedia summary says, The Penguin and Marsha team up to open a movie company as a front for Massive Caper, and has Batman and Robin star as the leads. And, yeah... They got three entire episodes from this. Yeah, I think the editors might have been on strike, so they just uh, let's not cut this down to two. On strike too. (laughs) This is absolutely nothing. Episode. Yeah, not much happens here for sure. Um. I would like to mention you. You said you said you may have guessed who the villains were. It, it's pretty easy to guess Penguin on account of his name in the title, but you don't know what what the girl could be. Maybe. The girl could be a much better character. Yeah, yeah. Marcia's not the best. Marcia. Carolyn Jones is great, though. I like her. They don't give her anything to do in this episode except have bad hair and be like, "Oh, you want my diamonds? Then I get to be in the show." Blah. They bring but, back they didn't her, her demented grandmother or whatever she is who's like the witch aunt hilda aunt hilda who used to work at vassar but is also a witch for some reason because magic (laughs) exists in the batman universe yeah well it's just chemistry which seems like magic when you don't know how it works yeah well and also she dresses up like a witch because apparently she doesn't know how it works either that's right (sighs) well i guess we guess we better get started uh, this yeah. episode opens up on a peaceful day in Gotham City. But what's say, this? If we already sound tired, don't worry. It'll be over soon. Absolutely yeah. nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the There's an armored car hold up, and it's in broad daylight, which is, well, I guess that's when you'd hold up an armored car. They're not driving around at nighttime a whole bunch, I guess. Yeah. Penguin's barking orders in an umbrella mic- megaphone, like one of them director like cones that they yell into, but it's got an umbrella on the top, like a little mini umbrella. It looks like a little to... cocktail loudspeaker. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's real dumb. <laughs> I love but... that he's like barking orders to his goons about what to do to the guards, and he's like, kick him! Hit him in the face! <laughs> and then he says, you have guns, 
Shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the Batmobile happens to be cruising by because uh, they're on their way to give a lecture at the Anti-Crime Institute. But that's going to have to wait. So they pull up and start to stop this robbery. They heard sudden gunshots, so they're going to have to go from lurching to a stop to speeding across town again. Look out, everybody else. Yeah. Hey, we stopped one guy from getting shot and ran over 74 infants. <laughs> yeah. So Batman pulls up again. They get out. Penguin's like, what are you Batinskis doing here? Which I thought was delightful. It's important to note, although nothing happens in this episode, Burgess Meredith is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all the cast is doing a good job. They just have nothing to work with. It's almost like they, it's like it really was a strike and they were just filming them like, okay, so uh, this is now Batman the reality show. Yeah, basically. They they talk a bit here about what's going on. Degradation of the criminal brain, that's it. Because Penguin's threatening them. He's like, I'm going to sue you. you. That was the one and... funny part of this episode is when Penguin's telling him he's going to sue them and Batman says, Look there, Robin. What you're seeing is the complete breakdown of an old man's mind. <laughs> <laughs> and they carry it on because O'Hara like just bumbles up, and he's like, whoa, 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 "Whoa, hold on here, everyone!" Penguin like puts his arm around him and he shrugs it off. We're making a movie here, and you're ruining it. We're suing the city for ten million for allowing this to happen, and Batman and Robin are going to jail. But I'm willing to make a deal. If you'll be in my movie, I won't sue the city for ten million or send you to jail. And then that's yeah. The, that's so how they send again, us off. Batman's been outwitted by a simple blackmail bot. Yeah, he's easy to trick. When we come back from the the opening here, they're in Gordon's office, reading this this contract to act in a picture. And Gordon's concerned that they've been blackmailed. And he's like, no, I knew it was a I knew it was a movie all along. I'm not an idiot. I saw the movie cameras. Penguin was holding the director thing. I just wanted to play along and punch some guys. To, <laughs> I'm so not that we can get closer. <laughs> yeah. I knew it all along. I'm just I wanted to be in this movie. This is the only way. I don't have a I don't have an agent, so I couldn't get into the movie. So this is my way of bumbling into the movie. And then I'm I can figure out what Penguin's up to. I'm going to show up and just do it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hope they don't ask for my ID. Which is how Marlon Brando got started. He was just kind of loafing around and they were like, he looks surly. <laughs> hey, you surly. Yeah. Get in here. He's like, he was hey, like I'm not going to try. And they were like, that's fine. What's what we want? <laughs> surly only looks out for one guy. Yeah. Surly. <laughs> What's your name, kid? Surly McGee. <laughs> uh, His parents named him Surly. Yeah. Back in the Penguin's lair, he's in full producer mode here. He's trying to reach the prop department. Uh, he's also wondering where Marsha Queen of Diamonds is. She's late. She's supposed to be here. Once he finally gets a hold of the prop department, he needs 24,000 gallons of milk. Yeah. And he's trying to hold the prop department by just pressing buttons and screaming at the phone. It, it, <laughs> that was pretty entertaining, too. Well, again, yeah. 
Old people don't know how the technology works sometimes. <laughs> yeah. He just keeps common... buttons and going, props. <laughs> and they're like, no, sir, <laughs> this is this is lighting. Oh, props. No, sir, this is the catering department. Oh. But she probably could have asked them for 24,000 gallons of milk, too. Yeah. No, sir, this is billing. Mm. Oh, God. Do you know the number? Yeah, put me through. Just grab the other phone and hold it upside down. Yeah, hold them together. <laughs> I have a megaphone. It'll, it'll work just fine. <laughs> Marsha arrives here and can't walk. He's got a big office, but she's like, I can't walk all the way across this office. And she rides a little penguin go-kart. Three feet, yeah. Yeah, it was stupid. I didn't like it at all. I did like Penguin's mural in the back with like the ice blocks, whatever. I was like, that's nice. I'd like something like that. That reminds him of staying cold because he's a penguin. Yeah. I, I like, she's like, hey, why am I here? And Penguin says, I want to make you a millionaires. And she says, I'm already a millionaires. And he says, okay, I want to make you a billionaires. And it was very, like, that's a big jump. That's a that's a thousand times more than he was originally trying. Like, that's a lot. That's <laughs> yeah. some Dr. Evil math. She's like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> now you're talking. Your claim makes no sense, but I'm interested. Go ahead. Yeah. I like your idea and wish to subscribe to your newsletter. <laughs> and then she's like, wait a minute. You're going to make me a billion dollars in the film industry? And he's like, no, it's just a front. But I need your investment and your terrible hair to make this movie. Because she has terrible hair. Deranged aunt available? She can get involved too. Yeah. Yeah. He he said the part about needing the investment. I, I added the part about her terrible hair because she has terrible hair. Oh, God. She says... So terrible. Yeah, she says, "Well, I'll give you, I'll give you some diamonds, if you let me star in this film." And he's like, "No, Batman's the star." And then she's like, "Oh, how'd you get Batman to star?" And he says, "I've gotten him by cunning chicanery." And again, I love the Penguin. Yeah. And then she's like, "Okay, well, put me in the movie and let me have a love scene with him." Well, he couldn't say he couldn't just come out and say, "I just started filming," and he showed up. I mean. Yeah. No, it was cunning, cunning chicanery. Yeah, I like it. So she's yeah. like, okay, well, if I get a scene where I get to kiss Batman, I'll give you, I'll give you some diamonds. I'll finance this shit. And she says, deal. And then there's a little jab at the Oscars here. You don't want an Oscar, you want a penguin. Should be throwing that Oscar down off the balcony and hitting some guy in the head with it. <laughs> oh, an award statue. Oh, it's an Oscar. <laughs> so batman and robin are studying the script in the bat cave because they're professionals so they're learning their lines uh, apparently scene 12 is a dirty one maybe we should bring this to the film decency league yeah they really freaked out about scene 12 to the point where i'm like and then they, then when they get to the set it's like all this roman set up with like columns and stuff and i was like the hell is he filming caligula yeah, I think so. Because Marsha came in like naked, just like with people holding a like a red carpet in front of her, <laughs> and there was like twenty four thousand gallons of milk in the hot tub. So yes, this was going nowhere good. Yeah, Pink was just filming straight smut. <laughs> uh, it's all part of his plan. 
so the the crew is blindfolded uh, because Marsha does come in uh, with the appearance of nudity here, just with people like holding a towel in front of her red carpet or whatever. But then Alfred, Harriet, and some other old biddies roll up and they're like, think of the children. I've seen your script and it's awful. Don't do it. So yeah, the children are going to flock to the penguins weird movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What if the internet is invented in like a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> so they cut the scene. Let's get ready for scene 43. That's the kissing scene. Batman has to do it. He's bound by a contract. <laughs> That's what he says, too. This part was funny. I liked this. So there, she's on, like, the, the little couch deal there, ready to kiss him. And she's got her Aunt Hilda made the crazy love potion lipstick again. So... It's about to get serious. And Batman's like, well, I guess I have to because I'm bound by a contract. But you can tell he's not happy about it. And she's like, what the hell? Half the men in this world would fight to kiss me. And he says, they wouldn't have to fight me. <laughs> in his, yeah, that was a good one. They should have had a line. Robin was like, me either. And then Penguin's like, into his <laughs> megaphone, political liability. <laughs> get, get off the screen. Yeah, get out of here. Someone tackle that kid. Bring in his stunt double. So they do some kissing. And that's the end of the scene. Yeah, she like normally kisses him. Like she does, she's not super aggressive about it or anything, but Batman flails his arms around. And you're like, Jesus, dude, calm down. You do this with Catwoman. This can't be worse. Yeah. So then the next scene takes place in Wayne Manor. Harriet's like, oh, Bruce, your lips are chapped. He's like, like yeah, my lips are bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, what if a pretty lady wanted to kiss you? I'm going to go find you some chapstick. It's like, grab me yeah. there. Bring me my chapstick. My lips hurt real bad. Dick is like, boy, I'll bet you'll never want to kiss another girl again. <laughs> and Bruce is like, shut up, you idiot. <laughs> you don't know how anything works. <laughs> well, I could tell she had some love potion on her lips, but I managed to fight it off. Yeah, uh, they reveal that that they're filming tomorrow at at the Museum of Artifacts. I think they called it. So they've planted ho bat homing devices and all the expensive stuff, so they can watch to see if they go missing. Another shitty museum's coming up. Yeah. Yeah, Penguin and Marsha are chatting about crime. He's not going to trust her with his secret, though. He's not going to tell her what the final plan is, because then we'd know, and they couldn't drag it out for a long time. They go visit old Aunt Hilda. There's a weird rubber monster in the cauldron named Mortimer. I thought that was kind of a nice touch. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. It's not just chemistry. This is full-blown magic, because you couldn't just put some chemicals in a vial and have Mortimer grow out of it. No, I guess not. They need a an old toad potion, but they're out of old toads. Penguin suggests maybe they put some new toads in there. And like, what are you <laughs> simple? You can't replace old toads with new toads. Are you crazy? How exactly do you think well, magic works, sir? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. You couldn't get some young toads and age them up through the miracle young of toads CGI. Out in the sun for a while, it'll be fine. Yeah. But no, they need to find some more old toads. Uh, on set in the museum, nothing is 
suspicious. Oh, wait, there's armor missing. There's some crazy chainmail armor that's missing. That must be it. It messes with our sensors, so it didn't pick it up, whatever. Then all of a sudden, some gladiators enter. A lot of the script probably said whatever. Yeah, I think so. And that's what they got, so good scripting. (laughs) <laughs> uh, some gladiators enter to film the scene Batman and Robin realize this is dangerous so it's probably going to be a real fight and when it's probably going to be a real fight it's time for the Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap Jim's fighting words probably <laughs> during this museum massacre we get clank sock whap clash slunk and wham. This has been your Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. You could tell that the um this like the Roman soldier guys were the non-union equivalent of usual Roman soldiers because they were really vicious, but they were also terrible. <laughs> they were really into well, it, easy. but they were inept. Sometimes that's better, you know? And Robin wants the... the town with that damn sword. Yeah. But they were like, when they would hit somebody in the back with it, they were like hitting them with the flat part of the sword, like a like a wet towel snap, you know? They weren't like, no one was getting cut here. Robin could have cut that dude in half. Can you imagine if he would have realized the power of the sword? Yeah. But instead, he was like flat, like slapping people with it. I chopped that not... dude in half. Yeah. That escalated quickly. <laughs> exactly. Did you have a grenade? Yeah. Um Robin, I'm pretty sure you killed a guy. You might want to hide out for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what I was going to say, it's it's better to have, you know, excited wannabe gladiators than it is to have the old done with the bullshit gladiators. <laughs> that might be, they might be more skilled, but they're not going to give you the performance you need. Their heart's not in it. These yeah. are the ones you want for your film. Do you like movies about gladiators? Have you ever been in a Turkish prison? So <laughs> that's it. The at the end of the fight here, Batman and Robin they get a they get a they get blinded by light, and then a net drops on them, and they're they're caught. It's time they're getting strapped into a catapult death trap now. Yeah, because we get our. I guess there was just a catapult because apparently the plan is to just like propel them across the city, in the what I <laughs> was the side of a building. Get out of town, Rex Banner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it implies that the plan is to just rocket them into the side of the building because the cliffhanger text says the Cave Crusaders to end smashed flat while Pingy's cameras record the splat at two Pingy? I didn't know what that meant. Friends, Romans, countrymen, find out next week. Same bat time. Same bat channel. There you go. That's that episode. Maybe, maybe they got the bad one out of the way and the next two are going to be excellent. Maybe. I mean, I could see where this could turn into something, but it ain't got there yet. Well, fingers crossed. You'll have to join us next time, folks, on the next episode of Surf Kings of Gotham. In the meantime, as always, you can follow us on Facebook at Surf Kings of Gotham, on YouTube at Surf Kings of Gotham, on Twitter and Instagram at our show on shows, or at the ever-present ourshowonshows.com. Just as much happens there as happened in this episode.
Ouch. That really puts it into perspective. That's almost like rock bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hashtag Uh, rock bottom. Well, Well, I guess talk to you next time, folks. Yeah. Till next time. Bye, everybody. Mm, Bye, Dr. Nick. Sir, King of Gotham.